Welcome to this week's episode of Paranormal United States. This is episode 32, New York. What have you got for us, Greg? So, history in New York, there's loads of places I could do, and you only have to type in to our favourite search engines, and there's all sorts of stuff comes up. There's asylums, there's uh, prisons, there's gangsters, there's mobsters, there's all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. New York is just one of those hubs of very much like London or any big capital city. Um, it's one of those big, big places where lots happened and a lot has happened. Yeah. But I thought asylums, we've done asylums in other states and they seem to be a very popular thing in every state. But I've chosen this place um i've duck out of the way okay. so this is number 14 uh west 10th street in new york this looks like a normal house from yeah picture. yeah 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 so i'll add the this particular address in new york in greenwich village it's called the house of death nice Nice, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, and according to, yeah, according to, I'll tell you now, I was going to go for a bit of history, but according to legend, 22 spirits take residence in this particular townhouse. Sounds like a Scooby-Doo episode, that. <laughs> it does. Is that a house does. of death and the, and the 22 spirits? Yeah. So New York's house, house of death was built in 1856. Um, it's a Greek revival type house and sits at number 14 West 10th Street in Greenwich Village. The building itself, as you can see, it looks nondescript. It looks like, um, although this is a black and white photo, it's got reddish brown bricks. Um, the windows are all maintained. It's all nice and got all the trees and everything like that. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of thing you would see if I just move out of the way. It's the kind of place that you'd see on a like a TV program or on a film, and it probably has been on a film somewhere. Um, basically, the James Borman Johnston, he was a well-known man in New York, and he founded the Metropolitan Underground Railway, which is an ancestor of the subway. Um, after he died, his widow and their children moved into the House of Death. It wasn't called the House of Death until very recently, <laughs> but I'll come on to that. Um, but a string of unfortunate events that took place within its walls began with a guy called Fred Andrew. He's a well-known cyclist in the late 1800s, and the event took place on August the 9th, 1897. He was out cycling and struck a young boy. The boy broke his leg in the collision, and Andrew was subsequently arrested for reckless behaviour on a pushbike. The event was recorded in a contemporary issue of the New York Times, and this accident is often noted as a starting point for the house's negatively affecting its residents. So it remains a private house as well now. It has been split into like 10 different apartments, but back then it was just one, one place. The most famous resident of number 14 West 10th Street was a guy that you may have heard of called Mark Twain. Oh, okay. 
he resided there from 1900 to 1901, so he's only there for about a year. And there is a historical there is an historical marker on the building which boasts the fact that he lived there. A bit like we've got in the UK, we have those blue plaques that say, "Yeah, yeah, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle lived there." Well. So during his time at the home, Quain did nothing but write. He was desperate to make money. He was edging closer and closer to bankruptcy. Um, it's possible due to his financial struggles that he was also dealing with depression. Uh, Twain wrote of a possible paranormal experience during his time at the home as well. One night, Twain noticed a piece of firewood moving on its own. He pulled out his gun and shot it, assuming that the wood was being moved by a rat. The shot produced drops of blood, which he assumed Whoa. was rat blood. Yeah, But no other tenants in the home at the time reported issues of rats. So it's possible it was a rat. It's quite extreme to shoot shoot a piece of wood. They're not American guns, but like... Yeah. But as I say, it does appear he was in a pretty bad place at that that particular point. So it could have just been the manifestation of his mind that he was seeing things, potentially. Yeah. Um, So he moved out about 12 months later. Then the home was occupied on and off over the coming years. And in 1937, the building was converted from a single home two apartments which allowed for many more residents to move in and potentially experience a phenomena. A lady called Jan Bryant Bartell was one of the apartment tenants. Along with her daughter, she moved into the unit on the top floor in 1957. Uh, She's a very interesting person. Not only was she an actress and a writer, but she also allegedly had psychic powers. So it's no wonder then that she tapped into the reputation at home, whether or not what she, whether she had any particular skills or not, who knows. Um, but she claims to have had many spiritual encounters whilst living in the home. And as a writer, she decided to record every instance. And that recording was eventually published in a book entitled Spindrift, Spray from a Psychic Sea. Don't know how that links to the house, but... Um, <laughs> She died in 1973, which some believers were quick to attribute to the cursed home. The last notable resident of 14 West West Temp Street, easy for me to say, was named Joel Steinberg. Now, there is a bit of a trigger warning now for child abuse and death that I'm just about to speak about. Um, Nothing major, but just to put it on there, the record. So he... Joel Steinberg lived in the home in the 80s with his wife, a lady called Hedda, their daughter Lisa, and their son called Mitchell. Hedda, the wife, called 911 on November the 2nd, 1987, after finding their daughter not breathing in the kitchen. When the authorities arrived, she was found nude on the kitchen floor. The son was restrained in his playpen in a soiled diaper, and Hedda, the wife, was covered in bruises as well. There was a lot of drugs found close by, including marijuana, cocaine and crack pipes. Lisa was taken to a nearby hospital, but would never regain consciousness. And she was taken off a life support machine after three days. And her cause of death was ruled to be blunt force trauma to the head. The investigation uncovered a terrible tale of horrific abuse. And Joel, the father, would abuse his wife, daughter and their son often. And Lisa, the daughter's murder, came after a cocaine binge. 
The investigation also uncovered that the daughter was illegally adopted by the, the two parents after her biological mother paid Joel to find Lisa, an adoptive family. The son was also illegally adopted and the wife agreed to testify against her husband in exchange for charges against her being dropped. He was convicted of seven, second degree manslaughter, but now he's out of jail. So that was the last sort of horrible experience that happened in the house. So many residents of the property claim that Mark Twain returned to the home in death, despite the fact that he spent very little amount of time there in his life. He's often cited as walking up and down the stairs, and additionally, a woman and her daughter who resided at the home in the 30s claimed to have seen spirit who introduced himself as Clemens, which was Mark Twain's real last name. According to the witnesses, the spirit was sitting on a window seat as he told them he had got a problem here that got a settle. There's no sort of massive accounts of any issues in Twain's life that would have kept him tied to this property in Greenwich Village, but mm. it's interesting to note that a couple of people have, have seen signs of him. And then we move on to Jan Bartel. She had extensive experiences in the home as well. She would feel eyes on her when she was alone in the room. She would feel something brush against her neck when nothing was there. She would also smell a rotten stench intermittently. It would apparently appear and dissipate unnaturally quick. She would also find rotten food that did not belong to her or family. The dog would act up aggressively towards a single chair in the home, which they suspected was because a spirit favoured sitting in it. She also claims to have seen the full-bodied apparition, which she touched. She explained the sensation as being damp and cold, like moving through a fog or a cloud. Eventually, she was disturbed enough to enlist the help of both a spirit medium and a paranormal investigator. The medium claimed to have felt a presence beneath the floorboards in the home, and he claimed to feel distinct presences, a young girl and a cat. Partway into the investigative session, the medium was allegedly taken over by the spirit of a young woman. And while in the trance, the spirit came through to tell the Bartels that she'd been born in 1848 and her husband had died in the Civil War. As the medium was still overtaken by the spirit of the young woman, the paranormal investigator ordered the spirits to leave the residence. The spirit overtaking the medium refused. The Bartels apparently continued to experience paranormal phenomena until they moved out but by far the most reported phenomena in the so-called house of death is a woman in white. Uh, the spirit's description varies slightly. Some people say she wears a nightgown, some say it's an actual dress. Bartels visiting medium even mentions sensing a woman in white. And the spirit wanders through the halls, walking through doors, lights often flicker with no concrete source of the disturbance, which some attribute to the woman in white. And there are seemingly no specific identities tied to the woman in white, though this is not surprising as many of the alleged spirits are unidentified. But what is even weirder is the happenings of the house of death are spread into neighbouring houses on the street as well. In the apartment complex next door, residents started to notice flickering lights. Several residents reported a ghostly figure of a female in a long gown wandering the corridor. And a resident photographer has apparently been seeing her float through doors for more than 20 years. And that is a little bit about the history of the house of death um, wow. and some of the spirits that have taken residence. Wow. And that is it. Yeah. What do you think to that then, Ash? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I like Mark Twain lived there. And 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a bit mad. Um, yeah, just like obviously a bit of a horrible history as yeah. well and so many deaths there and everything else going on. Yeah, I think one of the the um, sort of the reinforcing evidences is the fact that uh, Mark Twain came through and, and referenced his real surname. I think that lends a bit of weight to stuff. But yeah, not a very nice house. It is a private residence now, as I say. So people go up apparently and start looking through the windows, looking for ghosts. <laughs> so it's a bit of a, a bit of a strange place to live if you lived there and didn't know the history. But apparently, not so much happening now. But who knows? Who knows? Cool. And that is episode thirty-two of Paranormal United States, New York. <laughs> <laughs>